Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Mrs. Mummy PhD podcast. I am your host, Michelle Gibbs, and I am passionate about helping scholarly mamas like you navigate your journeys with purpose so you can achieve your life and academic goals without sacrificing what matters. The reality is that scholarly mama life is multidimensional. We're scholars, yes, but we're also mothers, wives, and so much more with whole lives outside of academia. So how do we successfully navigate all this? Well, first, we need the space to embrace this unique blend. Only then can we begin the important work of becoming purposefully whole. And part of my own purposeful work is to create a space for us as scholarly mamas to grow, to reflect and to become everything that we were meant to be. So mama, are you in? Fabulous. Let's begin. These are our journeys of becoming. welcome back to the podcast. So someone recently asked me on Instagram what we've been up to in the last couple of weeks and I realized that the last couple of weeks for us has been dominated by the school athletics season that we're currently in and the boys have been you know running and preparing for races they've been consumed with talking about athletics, talking about, you know, what strategy and techniques to use in the races. And I realized that that has been kind of the focus that we've had in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so pretty much it's been the season of sports days that has been consuming us. And this brings back so many memories for both my husband and I. And so For those of you who don't know my husband, he used to be an athlete when we met in secondary school and I wasn't really the best (laughs) at athletics. We'll talk more on that in today's episode. But just going through this season of athletics and championships and, and races and running and that sort of thing with our boys has made me almost relive some of the conversations that I was having with myself when I was at that age and stage, but they've been doing so well in their races. They've both been winning their races. So clearly they've got that athletic skill and interest from their dad because it's definitely not from me. However, it made me think about my own experience, as I said, which I'm going to talk a little bit more in today's episode. So if you did tune in to the last episode... I talked about the single most important belief that you need to have as a scholarly mama if you want to transform your scholarly mama life. And that single most important belief had to do with making sure that the things that matter to you become non-negotiable. So in today's episode, I want to talk about how do you actually stay motivated and make your dreams a reality? Because it's one thing to have these dreams and to say, yep, non-negotiable, that's it. I'm going to do this. It's another thing to actually stay motivated and actually do what we say we're going to do. So I want to bring these two concepts together 
by using an example from my own athletic (laughs) experiences in my childhood and also talking about how that applies to our scholarly mama lives. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. That's going to be the main focus of our discussion today. Okay, so let's get into it. How do you stay motivated for so long? Must be the number one question I get asked after how on earth do you balance it all? Well, if you've been around here for a minute, you know that I don't believe in balancing it all as much as I believe in living life with intention and purpose and focusing flexibly. Balance often implies equally distributed and proportioned spheres of life. But is that ever really the case for someone who's doing a PhD with kids in tow? I doubt it. So I've recently changed my goal of seeking balance to one of seeking harmony in my scholarly mama journey. More on that later. For me, achieving it all isn't truly worth it if I'm compromising on what matters because it means I am losing perspective, nor is it worth it if I become completely overwhelmed by the process. But I digress. So let's go back to this concept of motivation. Thinking about this question of how to stay motivated takes me right back to a particular childhood experience, one I had while growing up in Barbados, actually. It was a blistering hot and sunny school sports day. Do you see the link now? Okay. (laughs) Right. So as you know, I am from Barbados. I am an island girl and it is always hot and sunny and humid in Barbados. But for some reason, this day felt hotter than usual. Unlike my husband, I wasn't particularly athletic in school, but I always participated in school sports. You know, ever the team player, doing it for the good of the team and all. Yeah, you get the gist. So on this super hot sports day, I found myself in the 400 meter heats of all things. I wasn't much of a runner and even less of a long distance runner. I'd give the one or 200 meter sprints a go any day for the thrill of it, But the 400 meters wasn't exactly my idea of a sprint. And it certainly wasn't my idea of fun. As I stood on the starting line, observing the intensity of the sun's rays beating down on the tracks, I entertained so many thoughts of pulling out of that race. My heart was beating out of my chest as I began to lose sensation in my hands and legs as the nerves gradually overcame me. So let's talk about the test of motivation. What was my test of motivation here? Before I knew it, the starter gun fired and off I went. By the time I got to 200 meters, I was ready to throw in the towel and end this thing. And I don't mean end it by winning the race either. Far from that. I was bringing up the rare in style. I watched the seasoned athletes on both sides of me past me like I was standing still. No matter how hard I tried, the distance between us just kept on growing and growing and growing. Off they went and there I was going nowhere fast. At this point, I knew I had two options. One, I could give up and just get the short-term satisfaction of not humiliating myself any further in this silly race that I was fashionably losing anyways, or 
I could find it within myself to keep going and see it through to the finish line. You see, I know there was no medal or prize at stake for me. I was losing this race without a doubt. This made it even harder to stay motivated. But there was something even bigger at stake for me. It was conquering the battle within myself. I needed the staying power to see this race through when all my body was telling me was to give up and give in. It was necessary for me to find a way of pushing through these next 200 meters before me. So the first point I want to make here is that staying motivated helped me to win on my own terms. I knew it was not going to be easy to reach the finish line, but I had to keep pushing. And guess what? I did it. Of course I didn't win the race. I've already told you I came in last place, but I won the battle within me to not give up. But somehow I was able to motivate myself to keep running toward the goal. And despite my position in the race, I was a winner in my eyes because I achieved something I never thought was even possible. So how did I do it? Well, in short, I focused my energy on these two things. One, running my own race. Two, overcoming the battle within. These two things helped me to stay motivated. Despite the fact that I was losing the race, I stayed focused on my own journey. I didn't compare myself. I just ran my own race. And that meant I was fighting my own internal battle to keep going. Of course, in the heat of the moment, I was just trying to get through it to the end. But I learned a powerful lesson that day. I learned that being able to self-motivate was a skill that would come in very handy later on in my life. Now, looking back at that moment, I can see how staying motivated helped me to get through that challenging experience. Many years on from that sports day fiasco, I still find myself on journeys that also challenge me in new ways. Doing my PhD is one of them. People always ask me how I manage to continue working so hard on a PhD part-time over so many years. By the time I finish, it will be eight years in total. I can now clearly understand and appreciate that the greatest secret of them all is that of staying motivated. So what's the importance of motivation? Motivation is an important factor in achieving your goals and making your dreams a reality. If you're not motivated, you will most definitely have a hard time feeling happy and positive about anything. This is why it's important to find ways to stay motivated. So what is the key to staying motivated? Well, it's all about how you think. Your thoughts will either make you want to keep going or give up. There are many ways to stay motivated, but they all come back to one thing, your thoughts. If you want to keep going, then you need to change what you are thinking. We all know that doing a PhD is a long haul journey. It's no easy feat. And just like any other journey that requires endurance and perseverance, there are times you're faced with self-doubt, roadblocks and a lack of motivation. Even when you have absolute clarity of your goals, you can still lose the motivation to pursue them ever so often. 
It happens to the best of us. And I know for sure that I've been there a few times during my PhD. And although I am close to the end of my journey, I still feel this way from time to time. So I thought it would be worth sharing a few simple tips with you today to help you stay motivated in this long game. The first tip I want to share with you is to identify what motivates you. What gets your blood pumping? What makes your heart sing? Take some time and think about what really motivates you and how that motivation can be applied to your own life. Think about why you began this journey in the first place. Was it to improve your career prospects? Did you want to make a difference in the world by contributing to science and knowledge? Perhaps you wanted to improve your skills and prove to yourself that you can achieve whatever you set your mind to. Or maybe you simply wanted to change your future. Whatever your reasons, remember why you started and tap into what motivates you. The second tip I want to share with you today is be purposeful about it. Staying motivated is partly about finding your purpose in life. This can be difficult for some, but the rewards are worth it. There are many different ways to go about finding meaning and purpose, but one of the most common ways is through a cause or a mission that you care about. For example, one person may find meaning and purpose in their job because they believe that the work they do is helping others. A second person might find meaning and purpose in their free time doing voluntary work. A questionnaire used by some psychologists to determine a person's values is known as the Values in Action or VIA. One of the questions asks participants to list five things that are important to them. The VIA questionnaire gives a list of 30 different options including being in control and choosing my own values. Finding meaning and purpose in life is a subjective and personal experience, so it will vary from person to person. This means that the search for meaning and purpose is an individual experience and cannot be summed up into a single answer or number. It is also not possible for other people to know what meaning will hold for an individual because there are infinite possibilities and meanings in life. The process of finding out what will give meaning and purpose can take time. It's not easy. You have to search for it. And truth be told, it's not always easy to pinpoint. But there are some ways that you can try to find meaning and purpose in life. First, start by asking yourself what really matters to you. What is a legacy you want to leave behind? Second, explore the things that make your heart beat faster. When are you most alive? What excites and energizes you? Third, reflect on what makes a difference in the world. What small things can have a big impact on people's lives? And fourth, think about what motivates and inspires others. What do they want to do? Why do they do what they do? How does their work make a difference in other people's lives or in the world at large? And fifth, think about how your work will be remembered. What will people say about you in the future? Once you have clarity on these questions, it will be much easier to pursue those goals with a relentless sense of purpose because you know what awaits you on the other side of your hard work and effort. This is what will motivate you to keep going with purpose and intention. 
I should also point out at this point that I do have a fun three to five minute quiz if you want to begin your journey of creating a more purposeful scholarly mama life. By doing this quiz, you can find out what your purposeful scholarly mama trait is. And I can send you personalized tips for how you can get started on a more purposeful scholarly mama journey. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. The third tip I want to share with you today is work out what makes you happy. This step is about figuring out what makes you happy and what gives you joy. What do you love to do? Think about what gives you that joy. What have you always wanted to try? You are the only one who knows what will make you happy. You need to be able to live your life and not just be living it for other people. Admittedly, the concept of happiness is a subjective one. Some people find happiness in money, others find it in relationships, and some find it in their work. But the most important thing is to do what makes you happy and to know what's best for you and your life. Therefore, the first step to being happy is to figure out what makes you happy. This can be done by asking yourself the following questions. What are my passions? What are my strengths? What are my goals? What are my values? Hey, I just wanted to take this moment to thank you for tuning in. Have you ever wondered what your purposeful scholarly mama trait is? Do you know we each have one of these? If you want to feel less overwhelmed and more fulfilled as a PhD mother, but you're unsure about where to begin, My three-minute quiz will help you to discover your purposeful scholarly mama trait. On top of that, I'm going to give you my top tips for setting goals that align with your unique strengths so that you can journey with purpose. Mama, if you're in, let's begin. Head over to MrsMummyPhD.com and take the three-minute quiz today. You can find the link in the show notes. Now, back to the podcast. Who am I as a person? Okay, so the fourth tip I'd like to share with you today is dream big, plan small, keep winning. Goal setting is a process of deciding on what you want to achieve and then developing a plan to help you reach your goals. It's important because it helps you to focus on what you want in life rather than what you don't have. Setting goals can be as simple as writing down your desired outcomes or creating a vision board. Once these are set, the next step is to make sure that these goals are achievable and measurable. This can be done following the SMART principle. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant and timely. It's also important to take action and not give up easily. This means that once we set our goals... We need to work hard and keep them in mind at all times so they become a reality. Setting goals is a good way to measure your progress and stay motivated. It is important to set SMART goals. However, for your goals to be SMART, like I mentioned, they need to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. Find a way to break tasks down into smaller steps, so mini goals, so that they become more manageable or use a system like the Pomodoro technique where breaks are built into the process so you don't get burnt out by long periods of work. 
When goals are too big, unspecific, it's hard to stay motivated to reach them because they seem unreachable. Making sure that your goals are smart ensures that you not only achieve them one by one, but that you get the boost of motivation to keep you going. My philosophy is to use a bite-sized approach to help me stay motivated and actually achieve my big goals. In other words, I dream big, I plan small, and because of this, I will keep winning. The fifth tip I wanted to share with you today on how to stay motivated is to get organized. It's important to create a daily schedule and plan ahead. A good schedule can help you manage your time much more efficiently. The first step is to identify the tasks that you need to complete on a daily basis. This will help you to create a list of activities that will form your schedule. As I mentioned earlier, it helps to break down each task into smaller, more manageable pieces. This way you can gauge how much time it will take to complete the task and then plan accordingly. Finally, start planning your days ahead by scheduling the tasks using a planner. I have got a free MMPHD planner that you can download on our resources page. I'll link that in the show notes. This allows you to not forget the task and complete it on time. So here are some practical steps to help you get organized. The first is to create a list of tasks that need to be completed. The second is to estimate how long each task will take. Then schedule time for each task. Prioritize tasks based on importance and urgency. Create your daily schedule and account for breaks and time for yourself. Use my free MMPHD planner to help you manage your tasks. Life as a scholarly mama can be hectic, but getting organized helps a ton with staying on top of things and has the added bonus of helping you to stay motivated too. The sixth tip is to reward yourself to keep the motivation up. So make sure that you have a reward for completing your mini goals. This doesn't have to be complicated. This doesn't have to be elaborate. Reward yourself by simply taking care of yourself. Examples might include going for a walk or a run, if that's your thing, reading an uplifting book, listening to a podcast episode or taking a relaxing bath. When you've got something to look forward to at the end of the tough stretch, it helps you to stay motivated to accomplish that mini goal. This mini motivation will help to give you the momentum that you need to keep going and achieve the next step toward the bigger goal. Okay, so the seventh tip that I want to share with you today about how to stay motivated is to focus on the positive in your life. It can be easy to fixate on what you see as challenges and worry about all the things that could go wrong instead of celebrating all of the things that are going well. The most successful people who have attained great heights are able to achieve success on their own terms by focusing on what they can control and learning from their mistakes rather than dwelling on the things they cannot control. Try this mindset shift. It will help you to truly celebrate those little wins and motivate you to achieve the success you've defined for yourself. So I wanted to share a bonus tip on staying motivated. And the bonus tip is all about self-talk. Self-talk is a very, 
very powerful tool. We know this because we teach our kids to practice self-talk. If you have a look on doodledozen.com, I have shared a post there about positive self-talk that you can share with your kids. Positive self-talk is something that we use every day and yet many of us don't even realize it. Self-talk can be defined as the dialogues that one has with oneself. It is the way that we talk to ourselves. In other words, it's our internal monologue. And there are four key points that you need to remember when it comes to self-talk. The first point is to be specific. Then be positive. Try being encouraging, but make sure you're realistic. Self-talk can be used to overcome any obstacle in your way and help you to reach your goals. The first step to overcoming an obstacle is to believe that you can do it. You need to start by telling yourself that you're capable of achieving whatever goal you set for yourself. Next, you need to remind yourself on a daily basis why the goal is important and how good it will feel when you achieve it. Affirmations are powerful, motivating tools, and this will keep your motivation up and allow you to keep going even when things get tough. In part, it's about self-compassion. If we are hard on ourselves, our self-esteem will plummet and we won't be able to reach our goals. In order to keep your motivation up and have higher self-esteem, you must remind yourself that no matter what happens, you're doing your best. So it's vitally important to practice that positive self-talk in order to motivate oneself and overcome the obstacles. Self-talk isn't just for our kids, mama. It's for us to practice too. So there you have it. Over to you now, mama. I hope you found these little tips helpful in staying motivated towards your goals. If your goals are helping you to create a life that is truly worthwhile and meaningful for you, then trying to keep your head in the zone is absolutely worth the effort. Let me know how you stay motivated. I'd love to learn from you too, Mama. If you found this helpful, please go ahead and share it with another scholarly Mama you know. That's it for me for this episode and I look forward to seeing you in the next one. As always, I'm sending you lots of love and gratitude. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mrs. Mummy PhD podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you did and you want in on this movement, why not head over to MrsMummyPhD.com. You can join the waitlist for our exclusive community of smart, purposeful, scholarly mamas. We'd love to see you on the inside. Remember, mama, these are our journeys of becoming.